You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, it's the Friday Fun Show. Good Friday edition on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Man, I've been waiting two hours to say this. What's going on? Matt Miguez here. The producer extraordinaire, James Mesh, back in the studio. And sitting next to me for the first time ever on an episode of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh is Hannah Grace Olivia Adams Laverne, a.k.a. Hannah Five Names. What's up? I'm going to say all five of my names correctly and the right order. I did not look at the picture of your degree that you sent last night to remember the order. Good job. <laughs> Way to spill your secrets, bro. I couldn't remember. So I, I obviously knew that it was Adams Laverne. I couldn't remember if it was Grace or Olivia that was first. Well, Hannah Grace is hyphenated together, so they automatically are like a thing. So my real first name actually is Hannah Grace. No, everyone calls me Hannah, but it's Hannah Grace, my actual first name. I like Hannah Five Names better. Okay. <laughs> James, I'll make sure I get that down. James, how how what's what's going on, buddy? How you feeling? <laughs> Feel a lot more comfortable <laughs> being back over here. <laughs> we were stressing him yeah. out sitting over here, not in his little studio. Yeah, we we pitched the idea of him, him coming sit right there, and he was like, uh, um, uh, uh, okay, okay. It was, okay, no, don't. Even. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, 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 I guess I can. It's be okay. Oh, I'll be all right. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, it, wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. It you did really a good job. You did a great job. I'm very you proud did a of great you. Job. Maybe uh, we should make Hannah a full-time producer where she produces all day long. She just produces all the shows. All uh, the shows. All four shows. Let's say we didn't. Let's, 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 not, let's not say we didn't. Oh, man. Okay, on this show, we're going to have an interview with Hunter Bauer, the owner of GoPreps.com. He's going to preview high school baseball and softball. And then at 4.30, Ben Upton, host of the 11.7 College Baseball Podcast, will join us to talk both Cajuns and Tigers as they are both in the middle of heated baseball series this weekend. LSU is in Fayetteville to play Arkansas, and then the Cajuns are in the friendly confines of Russo Park to play ULM. Poll question of the day is going to transfer over from the Jordy Holtberg show. What is your favorite part? What are you looking forward to most about your Easter weekend? Is it baseball? Is it the Pelicans? Is it spending time with your family? You know, the traditional thing that you do on Easter. Or is it something else? Comment your thoughts if it's something else. Uh, So far, 45% say spending time with their family. 37% 37% say baseball, 9% say the Pelicans. Again, I, I'm going to say this. The Pelicans need to be getting more love than they are. The fact that the Pelicans started the season 1-12, 4-16. Since then, they have gone 34-30. and And they are now a game away from... From being in the playoffs. Granted, it's going to be as the 8 seed. And they're going to have to play the 1 seed Phoenix Suns. 
but right now, just the fact that they're even in the conversation of playing a seven-game playoff series is absolutely unspeakable. It's unreal. I, I, I said it earlier. Even if the Pelicans don't win this game tonight, I still call this season a, a success considering everything that they've gone through this year. Zion Williamson never playing. C.J. McCollum coming in as on a trade in February and having to revamp the roster right there with two months left in the season. Again, starting 4-16 and 16 through your first 20. Just every, every outside factor that has come into this team, the fact that they are where they are tonight is absolutely incredible. A 9 p.m. first tip from Crypto.com Arena in L.A. But Hannah... While I've got you sitting next to me, I, I would be remiss if I didn't discuss my Astros and your Mariners mm-hmm. playing against each other this weekend. Are we gonna be like smack talking right now? Like, what's, what's the vibes? G- oh, give me, give great. me, give me your best smack talk. Give me your best smack see, talk. See, I don't know. Smack how off one point <laughs> The smack off. I don't even know how to smack talk because and, and, and I have never followed the, this. And I made the joke about that baseball. yesterday. It's, it's the fact that she's calling it smack talk is what's okay. Funny. This saying that's raise 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 verbiage. It's trash talk. Trash talk. Smack. I talk. would say I would say something else, but it's not appropriate for the for the radio. Yeah, let's not and say we didn't. <laughs> you love that phrase. I do you? love that phrase. You you really do. First number one phrase is that. Second phrase is no say. No I love say. no say. You're, it's my you're favorite ever. A, you're, you're you're such a what? I, I don't want to call I'm, you. I don't call you a Mexican. But I am Mexican. You are Mexican, so you're such a. Mexican. I am lots of. I'm a Heinz 57 bottle. That is what I am. Oh, proudly say she, it. She went home like that. <laughs> That's my always call me. I'm like what? I'm Mexican. I am British. I am. Uh, uh what else? I am Irish. I okay, am. Okay, you are a Heinz 57. <laughs> yeah, bottle. I'm everything. Okay. Quick update on the MLB scoreboard. The Minnesota Twins currently lead the Boston Red Sox 6-1 to in the bottom of the eighth. For your Astros fans, Carlos Correa is currently 0-3 with a walk, a strikeout. He did score a run off of that walk, though. So That's not allowed. Once again, the Twins leading the, Ast- the Red Sox 6-1. to Astros and Mariners will play at 842 what? Like, why so specific? 42. Not 840, not 830. Because, 842. Well, if, if you think about it, if you look at, like, college football. Okay. They say 7. Mm-hmm. But kickoff really isn't until, like, 707, 708. Yeah. It's because like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like us. We say the show starts at 4, but I don't start talking into a mic until about 402, 403. Yeah. So, so they just want to be realistic and be like, "Hey, this is actually when it is starting." Right, right. They're they're going to be supposed to, to start point. at eight thirty. It's going to be at eight forty two. After we do the anthem and the starting lineup, it's going to be eight forty two that the first pitch is thrown. So, That's hopefully, your pitcher is gets hurt and we uh, got is out. we got a comment. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> like whoa, whoa. Foul, foul on the play. <laughs> that almost went over my ill ill will right there. You literally missed it did, too. Did you did you really just shame Jake Odorizzi like that? Yep. You just oh. hope for an injury. Well, that's yes. fine. That's just frowned upon. Just, I, just a little sprain. You'll be back no. next week. Well, then, if, if that's the case, I wish that that J Rod has some bad pregame sushi 
and, and, and can't play tonight. Well, he just, will not. His mom won't let him. Now you see why I want to call it the toxic table. I mean, I think, okay, now it's, it's growing on me. Now, the now you're, now you're we are. Yes. The toxic table. We should have a show on Saturdays. We should have a show on Saturdays. If you... It, Get on board, if you think You're that we tripping should have, if you think I'm going to do it at <laughs> 8 in the morning. If you okay. think we should have a show on Saturdays, call the hotline 706-0111. The, the three of us hanging out every single Saturday morning. It just sounds like a great time. What if we just push CD back for like the 16th time mm-hmm. and have yeah, it go now, from 8 to 10 he, and we'd be 10 to 12? hey Sorry, CD. <laughs> would, you, would you do 10 to 12, James? That's, if Hannah's the one producing, sure. I mean, I can be game with that. I can be game. If you're going to produce, then maybe. But I don't want to do the editing. So you edit, I'll post everywhere. We got this. I can produce it. <laughs> so <laughs> so Ray, Raymond Parch third is, is listening in. Um, we, we got a, we got a text boss message. Man. <laughs> we got a text message with a raised eyebrow and an eye roll. <laughs> that says all three of you at once. I think it'd be a great hey, idea. You wanted it for today, Ray. I don't know why yeah, you're it's we're, we're having a grand old time over here. I don't think I've laughed. You're, this hard you're the one the that started this, Ray. Right. He, he is. This was his idea. And I I I have executed it beautifully. Yes. Just because, you, single handedly. Forget me and James. Just because, you. Because because I am the star pupil of Raymond Parsh the third. Is it because you're the oldest? And it closes an age with him? Is that why? Are you trying to get to the big, bald, and beautiful status? Do you want to be bald? Is that I mean, your goal? I'm, I'm going to end up bald one day. It's, it's in my family lineage. Is, is your goal to be sitting at home on a Saturday night editing little five-minute videos of your daughter talking about her stuffies? Is that <laughs> your goal in life? <laughs> he said I make bad decisions. He's... <laughs> That's the pinnacle right there. The tea time is now over for Raymond Parsh the third. He's done being a giraffe. (laughs) Raymond Parsh the third, please call the hotline and tell us us. and tell us what your golf score was (laughs) at Farm Day Alley this afternoon. Because I would love to know. Would love to know. Having all four of us at the same time right now, that'd be fantastic. That would be beautiful. Like (laughs) the big bald beautiful one. Ray won't do it. He won't call in. LSU baseball. Dropping a heartbreaker five to four last night. Again, I, I said it during the Jordy Holtberg show, and I'm going to say it again. You have the bases loaded in the eighth, and you only need a run. With the offensive firepower that you have in that LSU lineup, you got to find a way to at least get one across. I mean, again, it, there was only one out. Why? How are you not hitting a fly ball to dead center? To get that runner home. It it just it doesn't make sense to me. A game of this magnitude, you know, Tyler, like Tyler Robertson said after after UL's win last night, you can't sweep if you don't win game one. True statement. You can't sweep a series if you don't take game <clears throat> one. That is mathematically correct. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so just the 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 way that they dropped game one. It is is really, I don't know. It, it just kind of bugs me because you you had a great opportunity to go on the road in a very tough stadium and steal a game, and and, and you let it slip away. 
this late in the season against this type of competition, those are games that if you're in the eighth inning and you're only down a run, you got to find a way to win. You got to find a way to win. Because that's going to come back to bite you in the butt. That is a emotional letdown. And now you're going to have to find a way to pick yourself back up to still have the opportunity to win the series. LSU baseball's game today against Arkansas. First pitch is at 5. You can hear it here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. So that means crunch time with Miguez and Mesh, plus five names, is only one hour today, uh, which is which is a little sad. It's a little unfortunate. But uh, LSU baseball is, is a great time. So 5 p.m. first pitch from Fayetteville right here on this station. Let's take a time out, and when we return, Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com will join us to talk about the high school softball brackets as well as give a little preview into the baseball brackets coming out next week. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 15th, 1996. For the first time in club history, the entire New Orleans Saints organization is housed under one roof with the move to the club's new facility at 5800 Airline Drive in Metairie. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Want to help clean up Lafayette Parish? Trash Bash, a community cleanup presented by the Environmental Quality Division of Lafayette Consolidated Government and the Bayou Vermilion District, is scheduled on Saturday, April 23rd. Residents of all ages are invited to participate to pick up litter in streets, parks, and Bayou Vermilion. Anyone can volunteer, and volunteers can register by calling 337-291-5637 or emailing recycling at lafayettela.gov. There's no cost to participate. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Easter weekend is always the time of the year where high school spring sports really start to ramp up. You get into the playoffs, your brackets come out, this, that, and the other. Today we're going to focus on softball, a lot of local teams preparing for the softball tournament trying to get to either Broussard or Sulphur, depending on public-private. Here to talk about that is the founder of GoPreps.com, Mr. Hunter Bauer. Hunter, good afternoon, my man. How are you? Hey, Matt. Doing well. Thanks for having me on today. So my my, my first question for you, my man, is this NIL thing in, in, in high school athletics. Where do you stand on it? How do you think this helps slash maybe hurt the game? You know, kind of talk about that for a bit. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, Matt, this is uncharted waters for 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 everybody uh, at the high school level and in the media. You know, we've we've come to, to know a little bit about NIL through through the NCAA and through college athletics, but uh, this is uh, you know this is this is something new, and I think it's. Um, you know, I think it's got a lot of people um, worried and a little bit edgy just because of the unknown. Um, you know, 
I would like to keep the the amateur sports, you know, high school sports. I'd like to keep it pure and, and keep things like this out of it. But that's just the world we live in these days. And and you know, you you're you're at the point where you can't deny, uh, you know, the rights for these kids to go out and and make money in their name and, and things like that. But you know, the biggest common, the the biggest misconception is that you know a lot of people think that the LHSAA is approving. Um, these kids to go out and get and get deals and things like that. The LHSA is not has not um, put forth anything that would change, you know, its constitution and bylaws as of right now. They they simply just put together a a, a position statement that says, "Hey, look, we're not going to stand in your way legally. We can't stand in your way, um, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to educate you on on how not to do." Uh, this or that, and, you know, if you get approached for a deal, uh, this is what you need to do and things like that. I think that's the biggest misconception that people have is the LHSA is trying to profit off of this, where, in fact, they are just trying to get ahead of the storm, trying to get ahead of everybody and say, hey, look, we can't stop this train, but we're going to help slow it down a little bit. We're going to help uh, these kids keep pace with it and, and things like that. So. Um, you know, I think there's more to learn about this subject, and, you know, we could talk all day about it, but at the end of the day, you know, this is going to be something that's between these kids and their parents, and, uh, you know, all I can say is they, they need to be careful, read the fine print, make sure they know what they're doing before they uh, sign the dotted line for anything or agree to anything. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, that that's always the issue, especially in college. You know, there you have universities starting to – fund education programs to teach yep. their athletes you know the ins and outs of these deals because for for an 18 year old that, that has never looked at a, a legal business contract in his life that's you, right you, you don't know what you're reading you don't know what you're looking at and well and, and matt it, i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt like uh you know another misconception is well people think well Okay, well, this is going to be another way for the, uh, the the private schools to to maybe recruit and get kids to come, you know, to their program. And well, really, not even private schools; public schools can do it too, depending on the boosters that they have. And at first, I was kind of leery of that as well. Um, I was thinking, oh man, you know, this is just going to further divide the private and the public. But looking more into it, this is not a uh, you know, the LHSA is not changing its rules because of this NIL. A bona fide move still matters. And, you know, if, if a kid from Texas accepts money from a school in Louisiana, uh, that is not a bona fide move. And, you know, they'll, the school will either get penalized or, you know, he'll have to sit out a year or things like that. So that's the kind of things that, you know, these programs, these schools, and these kids need to learn is, you know, just because you're accepting money and you're all, you get offered a deal – doesn't make you automatically eligible wherever you're going to be playing, even if it's at your own school. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's just the things they don't know. That's the things I didn't know when, when stuff like this uh, came up last week. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the LHSA is still going to crack down on, on ineligibility and, and, and recruiting and things like that, and that's the biggest misconception that people have about uh, this whole announcement that came out. Chatting with Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com. All right, Hunter, let's go into these softball brackets. I mean, I'm just kind of flipping through them, and there is plenty of local talent and local programs listed on these brackets. I mean, Sam Houston, Barb, Southside, 
Eunice, Rain, Notre Dame, St. Thomas More. Mm-hmm. Which teams really stick out to you as having a great opportunity at, at raising some hardware at the end of April? Well, it, it, it's funny you mention that because I was, I was looking uh, uh, during the break, I was looking at these brackets, just kind of browsing over them. And, uh, the biggest surprise that stands out to me is I will be shocked if a lot of the champions from last year don't repeat. Um, they just had, you know, a lot of these schools have had a phenomenal year. Uh, you know, take Bard, for example. They, they struggled at the beginning of the year, but they're rolling. Uh, you know, they, they're sitting at number five in the, uh, in, 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 on the top side of the bracket. And, I mean, they'll have to face schools like Pineville and Natchitoches Central and West Monroe. Uh, but, you know, Bard has done really well. They've come alive. The bats have come alive. The pitchers come alive. Um, you know, schools like North DeSoto, Manny, LaSalle, uh, and then even, you know, down there, Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame, I feel like Notre Dame, I don't know why, but just has kind of flown under the radar this year. Uh, just haven't heard a lot about them, but they're number one, they're the number one seed in Division Three. Uh, first round by, they'll, they'll, they'll face the winner of Episcopal and Catholic New Liberia. Um, I think they've got a clear road to the state title, and if they can keep the, uh, keep it up, uh, I really do think they have a chance of repeating. Um, I think that's the biggest storyline going into this year is that you're just going to have a lot of schools that I think the fan bases and, and even the, the teams in the actual playoff are going to go, ooh, you know, we got to go up against this team. I don't know about all this. Um, but, you know, you, you have your teams that are going to have, uh, I think, are going to have a good run. Uh, as well. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the, the biggest, I think one of the most exciting classes to watch, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Class 2A. You know, Manny's just kind of been ruling uh, that class this year. And uh, But, you know, you've got Kinder uh, that, you know, is up there in the top three or four seeds, uh, Port Berry over there, and uh, a lot of good teams that have just been playing well as of late. And like you said, a lot of good Southwest Louisiana area teams, uh, you know, especially in, in 3A as well. Um, there's been a lot of good teams. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I think the, the biggest thing to watch is if there is an upset and a champion from last year uh, uh, gets beaten, especially in the early rounds, then it could be a, a free-for-all, I believe, for whatever class or division that is because I really do think uh, a lot of these schools are going to end up, you know, if not winning the state championship, they're going to back. That back up in the finals. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Notre Dame flying under the radar. Being a guy that grew up in Crowley and, and being around Notre Dame, Notre yep. Dame should never fly under the radar. Um, exactly. Like, no, that should right, never right. be a thing. And, um, and, and, that's, and that's in any sport they play. Right. Uh, I just feel like in, you know, if it's football or basketball, baseball or softball, you know, you never, you just never really hear a lot of hype about Notre Dame. Uh, it, well, I mean, I say that, you know, in this area that I live in in Lake Charles, um, you know, they just kind of fly under the radar, but they are always there. They're always in the mix at the end of the year, no matter what the sport is. Um, and, and, you know, Coach Siri's got a really good team this year. Uh, like I said, they, they won the state title last year, and they've been in the fold for the last few years now. He's got a, a heck of a team, a really talented team that, you know, broke the uh, single season record for, for home runs last year, and I don't even know what they had this year, but I'm sure it's probably close to that. Uh, but when you get talent like that, um, I'm telling you, looking at this bracket, 
uh, man, I, I really could see them going all the way and uh, playing in Broussard uh, come come the end of the month. Chatting with Hunter Bauer from GoPreps.com. You know, Hunter, looking at, looking at all the brackets, which one or which class do you find having the most talent? One where, you know, the number one seed might not have such an easy road to the state championship game. Oh, man. You know, I look at Class 4A. Class 4, I mean, you got North DeSoto. You've got, well, and especially this is a surprise this year, Minden is up there. They're in the top four. But you've got Eunice, uh, Cecilia. you got Pearl River. Um, you know, in the bottom bracket, you got Tioga, who's always in the mix. Uh, you got Northwood Shreveport, who's always in the mix as well. Uh, Boshan, Boshan is, you know, is synonymous with softball in the state. Uh, they're always in it. But then you got Neville, uh, uh, North Vermilion, Westgate, Cecilia, like I said, Pearl River, Rain. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be the closest class if North DeSoto gets any competition. Um, I think this is a class that's going to be really close. And, you know, you never can count out your 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 select divisions as well. There's a lot of talent in those, and uh, especially you know I was looking at Division Four earlier and Calvary Baptist. I feel like you know they've got they struggled at the beginning of the year. They were another one of those teams that struggled, but they you know their bats have come alive uh, in the last few weeks. But um, you know they got to go up against Riverside and, and Catholic PC, who's always in the mix down there and. But Opelousas Catholic's number one seed this year, and, uh, you know, they've got a really good uh, – I think they've got a really good pick that they can kind of get, you know, navigate through and maybe get to the state title game. Um, you know, but if I had to guess, you know, I think Division Four, Class 4A, I think those are going to be your two closest ones. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of competition. But, you know, honestly, what I've been able to notice the last couple of years is in softball on any given day, I really do believe the best team may be one of the lower-seeded teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, transitioning into baseball, I know the baseball brackets aren't out yet, but just from just from what you've seen this year, you know who who looks like they have a shot to to really contend for for a state title. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, in Class Five A, I just feel like you know nobody's probably going to be able to touch bars. They just had a really good year. Um, I think they had won like you know twenty. 22 straight games or something like that to begin the season. They just had a really uh, uh, awesome season, a really good – got some good arms on the mound. But, you know, you've got West Monroe and Sulphur and Sam Houston. They're always in the mix every year as well. Uh, I think they're going to give them some competition. Uh, you know, going through the other classes, I'm just looking through the power innings right now. You know, you got Neville who tops 4A. Uh, you got Berwick in 3A. Berwick, Iota, Ledger, Sterlington, Iowa and West Feliciana round out the top six and three eight. They're they're going to be a good. That's going to be a good class, I think. Uh, and then you got you know Rose Pine, Bunky, Kinder, and two A, and then going back down to the lower classes. Uh, I think it's all going to be pretty competitive, and especially in Division One, uh, that's always a lot of competition in there. You've got Brother Martin, you've got John Curtis, Catholic Baton Rouge, Jesuit, just some really good baseball schools um, in that division. And then in Division Three, you've got again Notre Dame, who always seems to, like I said, fly, fly under the radar. They're at number three in the PR, uh, but then you've got St. Thomas Aquinas and, and St. Charles and Episcopal, and so uh, it's really going to be interesting to see. Still, a lot of baseball left to be played. I think the last week, uh, or I think the last game uh, that they can play in the regular season is next week. So, uh, still a lot of baseball to be played, a lot of numbers to be crunched, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where these 
where these teams rank uh, come uh, playoff time. Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com has been our guest. Hunter, appreciate you taking the time. Before you run, man, tell everybody where they can find your work. Yeah, man, uh, GoPreps.com is G-E-A-U-X-Preps.com. Uh, we've got power ratings. Well, uh, we'll have baseball power ratings up until the uh, the brackets come out next week. But we do uh, power ratings all year long for football, basketball, and things like that. Just your standings, scores. Uh, we do features every week, player of the week. And then we're also on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at GoPreps.LA as well. So uh, just come on over, give us a follow, give us a like, uh, email us, let us know what we're doing well, what we're not. And uh, Matt, man, I can't, I can't uh, express enough uh, how much I want to thank you uh, for having us on today. And uh, it's been great uh, talking to you. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Y'all are welcome. Anytime. Y'all have a happy Easter, and uh, we'll talk to you down the line, man. Yes, sir. You too. Y'all have a good one. There he goes, Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com. We'll take a time out right here, here on Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles in Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just wash the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. In the NBA playing tournament, there's no sure things except one. Bet at least $20 in same game parlays on FanDuel Sportsbook and you'll get an instant bonus, win or lose. That's right. Not only do you get to enjoy the NBA's best duking it out for the right to advance to the playoffs, but FanDuel's giving all customers a bonus for getting in on the action. And the more you bet, the bigger the bonus. I just came up with a same game parlay myself, and I'm saying CJ McCollum to score 20 plus points, Jonas Valanciunas to have 10 plus rebounds, Reggie Jackson to have at least 15 points, and I'm taking the Pels at minus one. FanDuel's is an official partner of the NBA. Their app is safe, easy to use, and you'll get your winnings fast. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up with promo code KLWB to make every moment more. That's promo code KLWB. So don't just watch the NBA play in tournament. Be a part of it. Bet at least $20 the same game parlays and get an instant bonus, win or lose. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. Bonus issue is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $100. Restriction to apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles. Matt Miguez, James Mesh pushing all the buttons. Hannah five names sitting next to me. South Louisiana is synonymous with a lot of things. But for a long time now, one of those things that it has always been synonymous with is college baseball and having good college baseball. Between the Cajuns and the Tigers, I mean, I don't know where you could go wrong. McNeese Tulane in there as well. Here to talk college baseball with a focus on the Cajuns and the Tigers is the college baseball mogul from the 11.7 podcast, Mr. Ben Upton. Ben, good afternoon. How's your good Friday? And uh, appreciate you waking up early to uh, to hang out with us. <laughs> What's up, guys? I, uh, I, I'm really excited to be here. And, uh, 
Yeah, it, it sounds weird that I'm just now waking up, but you know, with with me just having a baby about uh, it was a little over a month ago, I take the night shift now and uh, sleep during the day. But hey, I'm always always happy to talk a little Louisiana college baseball, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. You know, how's first of all, I'm I'm gonna ask you how's how's baby life. It's uh, it's uh, I don't know. Nothing in life can compare you or prepare you to have a kid, but I love it. I mean, it's. It's always exciting, and uh, I don't know, it just gives you a new mindset in life. So I- I've loved every bit of it. Yeah, man, that that's awesome. Uh, you know, looking looking first at, at LSU dropping the game five four to Arkansas last night, kind kind of heartbreaking fashion. You know, Tigers had the bases loaded in the eighth, can't get a run home, couple errors here and there. But overall, on the season, LSU swinging the bat pretty well. Pitching is starting to come around. However, fielding seems to be their liability. What have you seen out of LSU so far this year? Yeah, you just hit the nail on the head there. Um, this is a super talented team, both offensively and when when things are going well on the mound. Uh, I mean, they have some studs. But the, the defense has been their, their kryptonite all year. And we saw it early in the season. It kind of came forth that game at Louisiana Tech in the midweek where they made three or four boneheaded plays and just sort of bad errors. And it's kind of cost them, I would say, probably three or four more games this year um, where if they would have just had like a, a league average defense, they would have won the game. And, uh, yeah, yesterday it, it was a tough environment in Fayetteville. It's always, it's always hard to win up there. But, they, you know, they were in the driver's seat up until about the, the seventh or eighth inning when they gave up that three spot. Uh, and it's a tough one to lose. It's a tough one to swallow, especially coming off that sweep at Mississippi State. Now, I will give them credit. Uh, I'll give the Tigers credit here. It, it, they're playing back-to-back weekend series as the two toughest environments in college baseball other than the box. Uh, you know, Playing at Mississippi State last week, incredible. They got a sweep. And then going to Fayetteville this weekend, it's one of those six-game stretches where if you can win four games, um, you know, that's a win. Now five games is a bonus, and you, you can never expect to win all six. So that's that's why I'm looking at it. You know, talk to me about Jay Johnson. His first year at LSU, twenty three and ten, but they are seven and six in in the SEC. You know, is this about where you expected them to be preseason, or did did you expect a little more, maybe even a little less? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I came into the season with probably some of the highest expectations. Out of any college baseball, um, I, don't, I don't know, reporter or you know, personality, I had I had LSU as my early season favorite to win the whole thing. Um, I, I knew with Alex Jacobs coming in, uh, not Alex Jacobs, sorry, Jacob Berry um, coming in with Jay Johnson and uh, just a few other pieces that they had last year um, returning. I, I was, I think, I said on the first podcast, a preseason um, projection episode that. I liked LSU uh, 22 to one to win the, the College World Series um, and the DraftKings Sportsbook or whoever you guys are sponsored by. I'm not sure, but um, we, we I loved LSU and I still think they have a chance to to put it together. They just need to to at times put it put it together more on the uh, defensive side and the uh, the bullpen. Chatting with Ben Upton from 11.7. Ben, let's talk about the Cajuns now. Uh, you yes. know, so so far on the year, nineteen and fourteen, eight and five in the Sun Belt. 
But last night specifically, a season high in base hits with 19. They score 14 runs, and they beat an in-state rival by 12. This team, at least from my perspective, being being a Cajuns guy, it seems like this team has finally turned a corner and, and figured itself out. Do you see the same thing? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, they've won something like 10 of their last 13 games. And, uh, you know, they went through a couple, you know, they went through a couple tough stretches. Um, you know, they lost two or three against Southern Miss and uh, got swept by Troy, I want to say, um, earlier in the year. And, uh, but, you know, they, they won two out of three against Georgia Southern, who we just saw take two out of three from Texas State. And, uh, and you know, they swept Arkansas State, I believe, last week. So, yeah, I mean, this is a team that um, has the talent and, and, and they have the fan base. They're one of my favorite programs to follow in college baseball. And, um, and yeah, they've turned a corner. And now they're looking in the position to maybe even potentially get an at-large bid if they finish out the, uh, the Sun Belt schedule. Um, but, you know, they've got a favorable schedule the rest of the way. I mean, ULM's nothing special. And uh, I think they play like UT Arlington mm-hmm. next week. I don't know. I, I was looking at their schedule earlier. I like the, uh, the resume they can put together to, to maybe even get an at-large bid in the tournament. What are you expecting out of this midweek game against LSU? Well, I was glad you guys brought that up. Um, I've had that one circled on my calendar for four weeks now. Uh, it's, it's at LSU, but you know that you know the Raging Cajuns travel well, especially to games like this, and it's going to be under the lights. I'm just praying for good weather, and I'm praying for chaos. I want to see some kind of like 15-inning, you know, 13-12 to 12 game, and uh, that's, that's what my hopes are for. Yeah, I mean, who, who wouldn't want that, right? Exactly. Chat with Ben Upton of 11.7 baseball. You know, it's never too early to talk to preseason. I know, I know baseball still has a little over – I mean, not preseason, postseason. Baseball still has a little bit over a month left until that stretch. But, you know, specifically for, for LSU and the Cajuns, I know you mentioned the Cajuns could have a possibility at an at-large. What, what do you see happening with LSU? Yeah, I mean, LSU – I mean – in the SEC, you just kind of always control your own destiny. Um, it doesn't matter how you start the the conference play. I mean, you can you could start two and ten realistically and finish the the regular season something like twelve and three and uh, or win twelve of your last fifteen and boom, you're in the postseason. So when it comes to to LSU, it's more of just they're in a good position. They're over five hundred in conference and. Uh, you know, they already have like 22 or 23 wins. So it's, it's all about just maintaining what they've, uh, what they've done. Now, they, they have a pretty favorable schedule the rest of the way. I mean, they still haven't played Missouri, um, which, you know, they could easily sweep. Uh, Alabama, you know, they should win that series as well. Uh, I, just, I, I just pulled it up on my computer here. And, uh, and yeah, they, I mean, if, if I'm going to be realistic here, more than likely they're going to be a two-seed unless they catch fire and, and win something like four of their last five series. Um, they might not host. But I will say the committee has been the, – the selection committee has been known to throw teams like LSU and Mississippi State and Arkansas a bone when they're on that borderline maybe hosting 
just because they know it's going to sell out. They know it's going to fit 10,000-plus people in the stadium, and they like showing off that product when games are on national television, the ESPN2s and ESPNU for regional. So all LSU has to do is really just get in the bubble like hosting position, and I think that the NCAA will throw them a bone and maybe give them that number one seed. Ben Upton of 11.7 joining us here on Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh. All right, Ben, i got one more for you before I let you run. We're doing a, a blog post here at the radio station where we're getting to know the radio host and producers and whatnot. Our question this week is, give me a sports moment that has made you cry. Oh, I mean, this is the easiest question I've ever been asked. Um, it was 2017, Game 5 of the, uh, of the World Series. And oh, the Astros. It, I, Give it to it me. For the Astros. <laughs> I was, uh, so my, my, my grandma, who's probably the biggest Astros fan of all time, um, you know, she's in her late 80s, and uh, so she, she wasn't in the position to go to the game itself. So she bought me and my little brother, who we've lived and breathed and died Astros baseball since we were born, uh, bought us both uh, early Christmas presents, you know, tickets, probably $900 tickets up in the nosebleeds, but we were happy to be there. And uh, my brother and myself got to witness probably the best World Series game of all time, in my opinion. Back and forth, you know, future Hall of Famers, 13 to 12 in extra innings, walk-off, uh, walk-off single by Alex Bregman. And, I mean, I, 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 teared, I mean, I was literally crying like a baby in the stands. I was so excited as, and just as you filled with been. emotion. As you should. Have I mean, that's been. a no-brainer. <laughs> that's fantastic. Ben Upton of eleven point seven, the College Baseball Podcast, has been our guest. Ben, I appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy college baseball and hanging out with the baby tonight. Have a great Easter, and uh, we'll talk to you yeah. down the line, man. Yeah, let's do it again next week. Uh, same time, I'll be available. Absolutely. If you, guys want me, if you guys want me back, I'll be happy. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you. Yep. Let's take a time out when we return. We'll wrap up today's Good Friday fun show and get you on your way to your Easter holiday. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the game's Festival International prize pack. Sign up for the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you will get the chance to score a pair of Bon Ton passes. Now I know, your question is probably, what is a Bon Ton pass? If you wanted to sit front row and side stage, have shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, shirts, pins, and a festival poster then a Bon Ton Pass is for you. Experience Festival International like never before by winning the Festival International Prize Pack from Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. A couple more minutes here on Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh before we take you to Fayetteville for the Tigers and the Razorbacks. What are you most looking forward to for your Easter weekend? So far, 43% say spending time with family. 36% say Baseball, 14% say Pell's play-in, and Hannah Five Names comments something else. 
Thank you very much for supplying <laughs> that to to the show to to the story. I appreciate you're, you're you. You're very welcome. I appreciate I'm, you. You know, here for the help. Once again, Cajuns Warhawks six o'clock from the Teague. Cajuns Jags in Mobile. LSU and Arkansas is in Fayetteville. You'll hear that here. McNeese is in Lake Charles to play Incarnate Word. The Astros play the Mariners tonight. The Mariners suck. The Pelicans Stop. have a play-in with the Clippers at 9. And I'm sure there's a thousand other sporting events on TV tonight. Yeah, just like 5 million of them. Uh, the Bristol Dirt Race is this weekend for all you NASCAR fans. Yes. That's going to be great. I'm excited. That's going to about do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. The, the Good Friday Fun Show Edition. I want to take this opportunity to thank Hunter Bauer from GoPreps.com for joining us. Ben Upton from the 11.7 Podcast. James Mesh for being a co-host and a producer. You were phenomenal. Hannah Five Names for being a co-host and a producer. You were also phenomenal. Thank you to you for tuning in on this Good Friday. Hope you enjoyed your, your crawfish and, and your family and your, and your alcoholic beverages. Have a hell of an Easter. Be safe. Be well. Hug your mom and them. And we'll talk to y'all on Monday. Here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. LSU Baseball is next here on The Game. <laughs>